Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I am a grateful recovering alcoholic and stroke survivor. And I have really good news. It's so exciting. So I'm thrilled to share that the Recovery Daily Podcast uh, was spotlighted in the Loudoun Now newspaper. Uh, Yeah, I was talking about it yesterday. I still don't know if you call it a newspaper. It's not on paper. (laughs) So it's on the website. And I will put a link in the description of the episode for today so that you can go out and read it. But um, I just was so, I was pleased as punch. That's what I was, pleased as punch. Um, that I had the incredible opportunity to chat with um, the reporter at Loudon Now about my recovery journey um, in both stroke and sobriety and talk about the inspiration behind the podcast. And it was absolutely an honor to see my story this morning published and um I already, believe it or not, I already received an email from a local stroke survivor, and um, we're going to be talking on the phone either tomorrow or the next day. So I have absolutely poured my heart into the podcast, and um, I want to offer support and strength and hope to others that are navigating in recovery from alcoholism, stroke, and mental health challenges. And this feature in Loudon Now um, really sheds light on the resilience that we can discover in the face of adversity and the power of sharing experiences. Um, so check out the article if you would like to um, just kind of, I don't know, clap your hands like me. And um, you can learn more about my journey, the purpose of the podcast, and um, a little more about how I pick my episodes and all that good stuff. So please help me to spread the message that the article came out and, um, and we can keep uh, building hope and growth together. So your support means the world to me and I'm so appreciative that you already tune into the podcast. Um, So today's topic is on setting sights for progress and defining growth and goals. So what I want to talk about is how, is what progress looks like and how growth looks depending on what lens we're looking at it from and how we can redefine what progress means based on how we perceive the destination, if that makes sense. Um, So progress in recovery seems for me seems to just almost walk beside me like a shadow you know it's like it's going just as fast as I'm willing to move 
and depending on how the sun is hitting me, um, it may fall far behind me and I keep moving. And there are days that the shadow is right up beside me and there are days that it stretches really, really far back behind me, you know? <laughs> it never seems to be in front of me, I'll tell you that. But um, so how often do we find ourselves setting goals and pushing for progress, um, yet feeling a sense of frustration that we're not seeing results as quickly as we hope. And I can uh, absolutely vouch for that happening with me, you know. And I've come to realize as I continue to understand what it's like to be a human being that is that has faced things that are really life-threatening health challenges and how a human being comes back from that with grace, with gratitude, um, and with the desire to be more than they were before the health challenges. Um, and that can be analyzed in different ways, depending on what recovery you're looking at, right? So um, me after sobriety, absolutely. There's no question that I'm a better, better, better at a lot of things, better at being a human being, I think, than I was when I was drinking. Um, but the stroke survival aspect of it is like, you know, I was pretty happy with who I was and what I was doing. You know, I felt like I was successful. I've talked about that recently. So how do I look at my post-stroke life and think that I could possibly be better than I was before when everything that I had worked for up until that point was just ripped out from under me. Everything that I was doing, all of my goals are like, you know, it's like the record just came screeching to a halt, you know, and they're like, party's over. Um, everybody's got to go home. That's what it, that's what it felt like, you know? And, um, and so I wanted to talk about, um, how depending on where we set our sights, that's how far often we can go, you know. So, for example, um, one saying comes to mind for me, which is the um, reach for the reach for the moon and you may just touch the stars. That's a good one for me. I think about it all the time. I I say it whenever I have the opportunity to say it because I just think it's really kind of a beautiful saying. And um, I've also talked uh, a lot um, kind of later after the first episode. So probably a couple months in, I started shifting this mindset from 
from saying, you know, I know that there's something waiting for me on the other side of this. You know, I know that things are, things are going to be okay, that kind of thing. And then after a couple of months, I realized, wait, things are okay. They're okay right now. I'm not trying to get somewhere and I'm not waiting for things to be okay when I get there. And things aren't waiting for me on the other side. Things are right here. You know, things are in my grasp. Things are right under my feet. And all I needed to be, all I needed to do was notice them and embrace them, you know. And uh, more easily said, that's embracing the journey and not the destination, you know, and embracing growth, however small that looks, you know, however long that takes and um, embracing the person that I am each day, the person who is fighting, the person who is pushing through. Um, and the person who is vulnerable enough to cry um, on a podcast to whoever is listening, not caring who's listening, I just want to be authentic. I just want to show people that um, this thing that I'm going through right now is ugly and it's dirty and it some days really suck. And I want to show those days that suck. Um, like I talked about yesterday, because then after that, when I have a good day, it really shows um, what, what strength and resilience are. Um, but you can only see that if you see <laughs> the sucky days. So, um, Progress, as I have mentioned in other episodes, isn't always tangible um, in this recovery that I'm that I'm in. Um, in fact, the past few days, I feel like I've had a little regression with my um, language, like my ability to choose words and, um, eloquently finish sentences. Like for some reason, I keep, uh, really struggling to finish sentences right now. It's like somebody said recently, um, in one of the stroke survivor, uh, support groups, he said, Talking is like having a panic attack every time I open my mouth. It's like, and I could, I really understood what he was saying. Um, lately, when I'm trying to talk, it's like I keep having to pause to think about, okay, what was I saying? What am I going to say? And what are the words to fill that sentence in? It's like taking me a lot of effort. I don't know. So um, you may not be able to tell. Um, I mentioned actually a couple episodes ago, I was talking and I said, 
something about, for you avid listeners, you'll remember this. <laughs> it was just a couple episodes ago. I said that my brain wasn't firing on all cylinders and you can probably tell. That's what I said. And I went back and listened to the episode because I wanted to hear how bad it was. And yet when I was listening, I couldn't really tell what um, the same thing that I was feeling in my brain, like my inability to find the words, it wasn't coming across when I listened to it. So like today is even worse. When I interviewed with the Loudon Now reporter, it was really bad. And I just kept having a really hard time finding, like, mm, I don't know, just talking in a flowy way. You know, I kept having to stop and figure out my words and stuff. So um, anyway, I'll listen back to this one and see if I can tell. Uh, Total tangent. Sorry about that. So yeah, I get the point was (laughs) that progress is not always tangible. And um, sometimes I have good days and bad days. Sometimes I have bad weeks and then I'll pick back up where I left off like the week before that. So um, it's, it's sometimes just no matter what today looks like, I keep having to move forward and hope that my shadow will catch up with me. You know what I mean? Like my progress will catch up with me. I like that analogy. I came up with that on the spot. So you're welcome. Um, so I've also come to realize that progress isn't about reaching a goal. And I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about what is my goal? Is my goal to go back to the job that I had? Is my goal to be a marketing director? Or do I have a new goal? Like, I don't know. I'm not going to answer that question right now because I don't know. But what in all honesty, I was thinking if I'm if I'm really just coming clean is I was thinking, do I want to get better? And that that may sound really strange. But what I was thinking of is do I set my goal for 100% recovery? Is that what I'm doing? Because if I set my goal for 100% recovery, I tend to have expectations and hopes and dreams. And I'm an overachiever. And if I set my goal there, I don't want to be disappointed. Um, so it's like an oxymoron, right? If I set my goal to 100% recovery, I will probably recover further than if I didn't. If I don't believe that I can recover 100%, then I'm absolutely not going to recover 100%. If, you know, I've heard over and over again about doctors telling stroke survivors, you're never going to walk again. You're never going to be able to stand up again. And you're never going to be able to talk again. And countless time after time after time, 
these people are walking again and they're talking again and they're standing up again. Um, and that's because I think they are a person of resilience. They are not willing to have somebody else define their goal. Yeah. And I, I am not letting anyone else define my goal for sure. Um, I don't even think I'm there yet. Like I'm still trying to figure out what is wrong with me. Like, um, we know now after last week, we know that I don't have a visual system issue that my vision system is intact. So now we're moving over to looking at my vestibular system. And man, it's been hard to find a neurotologist, otologist, neurotologist. The only uh, uh, similar doctor that people have heard of is a otolaryngologist. Um, but there is something called a neurotologist. And it seems like those are, um, I don't know, one in the same or something. They can't be. They're, they have different names. But whatever, whoever is a neurotologist, they're always also a otolaryngologist. So I'm trying to find one um, that is in my health insurance and such. Um, anyway, another tangent. <laughs> um, so what I'm learning and as I'm trying to design, um, construct my goals, like where I believe that I can get to, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to articulate it. It's why wouldn't my goal be to recover 100%? Why wouldn't it be? Um, because I'm afraid that that's not realistic. I think that's why, you know, I'm kind of talking out, I'm thinking out loud, but that's what I think the problem is, is that I don't believe it myself that that's possible because I've been dealing with this for two and a half years and I have had zero change at all. I mean, the progress that I've made over the past six months is that I have medication that has stopped the sharp pains in my head. That's the progress. It's not physical progress. It is medication induced, you know, like you still can't see correctly. Like that hasn't changed at all, but we're just going to make the pain stop. Um, so I still can't do things like I could do before my stroke. Um, it just doesn't hurt as bad anymore, but I still can't see if that makes sense. So, um, so it's about, I think what I'm doing now is just focusing on my lessons learned, um, gaining all kinds of humility and, and navigating all of this with grace. You know, um, I want to, 
I want to figure out how to shift my focus from, from, I don't even know how to say it. Like, I want to figure out how to shift my focus from you, your goal is to recover as far as you think you can. Like, that's, that's, what kind of goal is that? That's no goal. Um, I need to not keep seeking immediate outcomes because that, that is what I'm looking for. I'm looking to go to, okay, I went to the neuro-ophthalmologist. They said, I don't know what's wrong with you. Try a neuro neurotologist. Well, I immediately am thinking in my head, I'm going to go to the neurotologist. They're going to know what's wrong with me. And then they'll give me, you know, they'll tell me what I need to do. So switching from immediate outcomes to this more of a super long-term improvement, like continuous improvement, is where I want to keep my mindset. And it's hard to. It's hard to do that. It's like you have these beautiful little babies, and before you know it, like mine, you know, they're 26 and 22 years old. And you're like, I didn't even see it happen. But look at all of this growth. You know, um, that's what recovery is feeling like right now. Like, uh, uh, somebody in my recovery, um, sobriety sent me a message yesterday and asked me, how are you doing? And my answer, I wanted to answer, I'm the same, you know, I'm the same. And then I thought better of that because I thought that was kind of a poopy response. So I thought for a minute, I thought, you know, I'm not the same. I'm not the same. I, I'm not in the pain that I was in before. I can actually look at my computer for brief periods of time. I can actually look at my phone and um, read a text. Now, God forbid I scroll because then we're in, in trouble and I get very sick. Um, but, but I have made progress. Like, that's progress. But it doesn't feel like a lot of progress because I still can't do, you know, ride a bike. I still can't walk two miles with my dog, you know. And that's what, to me, is what I'm measuring as progress. And what might be a great solution for me that just hit me is, why don't I make that a goal? Like, pick one of these things, like walk my dog two miles. Um, make that a goal instead of making that progress, right? Um, I think that's a brilliant idea, honestly. So... Maybe what I need to do is is figure out what are these things that I have been identifying as progress that I want to check off and change my perspective on my recovery a little bit so that um, I can embrace slower progress. I can take these things that I want to do like um, walk two miles with the dog. Um, you know, I can't think of another one right now, but, 
and make that the goal so that when I walk a, a half a mile, then I can say, I just made progress. Because if I'm just sitting here waiting to be able to walk two miles, I don't know that I'm going to get there because I'm not trying to, like, I'm not actively working towards doing that. I'm just walking around the block each day to walk my dog. So interesting. I thought of that uh, as I was speaking here. Live action happening right now. Live action. Okay. Um, So... Another uh, analogy that I thought was pretty cool was imagine progress as a gemstone, like a multifaceted gemstone. And depending on the characteristics of the gemstone and depending on the conditions that they are viewed in, um, they can look entirely different. They can look, um, you know, a green one can look vibrant, you know, emerald green, or it can look more of a darker with with tints of black in it. And that's really dependent on, um, on these two things, the characteristic of the stone and the conditions that it's viewed in. And I was thinking, that's just like a person in recovery. Um, depending on the person, you know, the unique characteristics of the person and, um, and the stroke that they uh, experienced, their progress can look entirely different. Their goals can look entirely different. Um, and then depending on the support that they're receiving and, um, and the medical, you know, uh, attention that they're receiving, then their progress also looks different. So um, I think that this perception of progress is um, is very much related to that, related to who we are as a person, um, what our experiences are, and, um, and, and what conditions that were, you know, what our environment is like as we try to make this progress. So, you know, I don't want to try to aim for the impossible. I truly believe, I think that's what I'm struggling with. I truly believe that I'm not going to recover 100%. I, I, I truly believe that. And maybe that's a problem, um, but it just doesn't seem possible to me because I've done everything I can so far. I've gone, you know, it seems like. It seems like to have a goal of improving 100% is impossible. Um, but I also believe that if if I keep trying to set my goals so far out, you know, like reaching for the impossible, I'm going to miss the opportunity to acknowledge the small steps that I'm taking towards um, progress. So I think it's okay to 
redefine my progress to be something a little more accessible um, from where I am. And um, that doesn't mean, though, that I, I don't constantly think about where I'm headed. Um, you know, with my background in, in marketing and, and all the things that I was doing before, I feel like I need to use that. But, um, but today was a great example of how this, this news article came out about me and what I used in order to make that happen was my marketing, um, experience and, and it quickly happened. So, so I don't know, we're seeing th- things are evolving right under my feet. And, um, and I think it's fine to not put pressure on myself to try to make static goals. I think it's fine for them to, to be dynamic. Yeah, because my, pro- my entire recovery is very dynamic right now. I don't even know what doctor to go to right now to figure out what's wrong with me. So I think it's fine to be fluid and and be flexible. So um, another analogy I was thinking about are these push-ups that I'm always talking about. You know, I love me some some push-ups. And I was thinking about when I had my stroke, I stopped doing yoga. And uh, it was just, there was too much, I had too much pain and discomfort and all kinds of stuff going on. So I moved away from doing yoga. But before that, I was doing yoga every single day at four o'clock. And I thought, well, I don't want to lose the strength in my arms. So I'm going to do push-ups. And so closer to when I had my stroke, I started doing these push-ups and I only did like three, three to five, I think. Um, because I was just trying, I was so, I think my body was like in shock and I just did what I could. Um, and then over time I added another push-up or I let myself go lower to the ground and just kept doing five instead and then just improved my form each week. But the original goal was I don't want to lose the strength in my arms because I had worked so long to build my strength doing yoga. So um, over time, as I was able to start doing eight push-ups, you know, I my goal started changing um, because I wasn't losing the strength in my arm. I was gaining strength in my arm, my arms. My arms started getting stronger than they were before. And so my goal changed. Did I really acknowledge, deeply acknowledge the progress that I made doing the push-ups? No, I didn't. You see, that's where the problem was. And that's what the problem is in my recovery is I'm not necessarily acknowledging progress. Instead, I'm moving the goal, you know, 
I'm moving the goal and therefore I don't really take the time to deeply acknowledge the progress that I'm making. And so today I do 10 push-ups every other night and I've included, <laughs> now I do um, all different kinds of weightlifting also. Um, but that's because I moved my goal again and my goal became, I want to be able to look in the mirror and see my, like my muscle in my arms. Like I don't want them to look like how they've always looked my whole life, which is just like, you know, mom arms. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. That's so offensive to any mother who is like a total athlete. So sorry I said that. But, uh, you know, like, I mean, I want to be able to see structure in my arms. And that was my new goal. And I started to be able to see that. So then I started doing this weightlifting now. And my new goal is for my back to stop hurting. So I keep shifting my goal. And um, I don't know if that's necessarily a problem. I think that's great. As long as I'm celebrating achieving the thing that I was shooting for before, you know, and I don't, I didn't, I didn't celebrate when I looked in the mirror and go, hey, look at that badass, look at your arms, you know, I wasn't like, woot, woot. I didn't celebrate it. I thought, okay, that's good. Now let's do this. You know, it was just like, check it off. Um, so I'd like to try to, I think just by saying it out loud today, um, maybe I'll, I can work a little harder at celebrating these types of little goals in my life, you know? So what I wanted to get out of this podcast today is, is really talk through this idea about how wherever we set our destination is what shapes our progress, you know, and as we move the goal, we move the destination, uh, you know, like we're moving the destination based on the progress that we've m made and that reshapes our progress. <laughs> so I feel like I just get lost in this this maze of progress and I'm never actually celebrating anything. Um, and although I need to, you know, it's about the journey and it's not about the destination, um, the, the progress are like mini destinations, you know, like checkpoints. And, you know, it's like going on a, going on a vacation uh, across country. You're not just going to be excited when you get to the final point. It's about celebrating each place that you got to go, each place where you stopped. And, um, and I want to think about my recovery a little more in that way. Um, really 
start defining progress for myself. Progress isn't about reaching who we think we want to be. Um, I've learned repeatedly in recovery that what I want may not always be the best for me. Um, Often, when life does not go my way, things get better than they ever could have been had I been the director of the play. As I continue to navigate this intricate path I have um, below me and in front of me, um, you know, maybe I'll have some of these episodes where I'm just trying to figure things out. And that's fine, you know. Just like when I was talking to the the reporter, I said, um, sometimes I'm just talking about where I am and um, and trying to figure things out and and I don't cut things from the episode because I want it to be very clear how how difficult it is, how difficult it is to go through this and I mean, you know, my whole purpose for being here is to talk about it, to get it out of me. If I didn't do this episode tonight, can you imagine what all of that mess that I just talked about would look like as it stirred inside my head? You know, it's just, it's a mess. And, um, and it helps me so much to talk about it. And I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not the only one. So thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.